Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast. Today on the Indo-Daily. How tennis tensions have caused turmoil in Tremor. When you have that non-disclosure agreement and sides are bound not to talk, rumours and gossip spread. In the seaside town of Tremor, the local tennis club sits along the edge of the bay. The courts are picturesque, perfect for a game and usually peaceful. But things in Waterford have turned sour, leading to a chaotic AGM, a 10k payout and rumours running wild. One person there told me there was a, a palpable sense of hatred in the room, <laughs> that it, was, it wasn't an AGM, it was chaos. It was like an angry mob, another person told me, so it was extremely heated. And central to the rift is a tennis coach convicted of theft in Australia. Well, who Mark Emmett White had worked for was a club called Elsternwick Park Tennis Centre in Melbourne. They had, uh, through uh, Christine Owen, uh, their co-founder and co-owner, written to Tremor Tennis Club in 2017, alerting them to the fact that Mark had a conviction for theft from them in 2017. She said that we entrusted Mark in managing the centre, and this was the biggest mistake of my life. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on the Indo-Daily, I'm joined by Sunday Independent journalist Mark Ty to tell us about the trouble at Tremor Tennis Club that has led to legal letters flying all over the place. Mark, Tremor Tennis Club, it's not one I've ever seen in the headlines before. It's not one I would have expected to be sitting down to do a podcast about. Why are we here? Yeah, I suppose we're here because it's really split the town of Tremor. You know, there's about 700 members, everyone from Gardaí, doctors, business executives from multinational companies. It's got a real mixture of members in there. And the town has been split over a fallout at a recent AGM. And at the centre of it is a local tennis coach and his partner and uh, a payoff. And also the intervention of, of Tennis Australia saying that the, the coach involved at the centre of this falsely claimed to have Tennis Australia qualifications. And it brings in wine tours and lots more, which we'll get to. But let's start at the very basics, which is tell me a little bit about Tremor Tennis Club, a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a stunning location. As I say, it's got a real mixture of members, 100 years old in uh, 2021, 2022. It's a real part of the fabric in Tremor. I was contacted by members there saying, you've got, you've got to write about this. What's going on here is crazy. And this all stems from a, a recent AGM, March 13th, when a lot of tensions that have been bubbling up over the last few months kind of exploded, exploded into the very public domain, I suppose, or into the local community. 700 members, you say. I was looking at some of the, the membership fees. It's, it's not like wild. We're not talking about some of the elite golf clubs here. It's uh, 120 euro for a junior membership, an individual 230 euro. So it is... An accessible club. 700 members in Tremor is not that big of a place. Um, It has five full-size tennis courts. So it's a very popular activity, obviously, in that part of Waterford. 
Yeah, the sunny southeast. You know, they probably get a bit more uh, court time than maybe some of us in, uh, in the west of Ireland or even in Dublin. So yeah, it's it's a thriving club, you know, and it's had recent investment. It got a club tennis Ireland club approval seal recently, so it's been kind of rewarded for its diligence. And, you know, it's it's a big hitter for the size of it. Yeah. So. Mark White and Jeremy Coyle are the two men at the centre of this controversy. Tell me about them. Okay, so uh, Mark Emmett White is a Waterfordian. He came back from Australia in 2015 after being in Australia for about three years, uh, landed in Tremor. On the Tremor Tennis Facebook page, they put up a post saying, Mark is, is here now, he's a new coach, you know, you can go for him for lessons. He's got two Tennis Australia qualifications up to level two, which is very impressive. And, you know, from there, he became a very a kind of a, a very popular and almost a, a cult-like figure among uh, a lot of the members in, in Tremor. He started this cardio tennis session, which is very popular among women, especially in Tremor Tennis Club. His partner came into it later, uh, Jeremy Coyle. He joined as a part-time administrator, a groundskeeper in 2019. Locally, he would already have been kind of well-known in, in the Tremor community as the wine guy. He ran uh, tasting sessions, you know, in local off licenses and and other establishments, you know, for gin and wine. And soon they set up kind of this uh, tennis and wine tour where they were taking mainly members from Tomorrow Tennis Club off to La Manga in Spain to to get lessons with Mark on the, the clay courts there and the, the La Manga Club. And it's a great facility they have there. And, you know, Jeremy Coyle would be organising these tasting sessions and wineries and local vineyards. So they were hugely popular among a, a big cohort of Tremor Tennis Club. But I can see why. That sounds like a, a lovely holiday, if I'm honest about it. I, I'm not a tennis player, but it does sound like a good business proposition. And you can see why people would sign up to it. So they're clearly two guys that were very popular and I imagine quite influential given the level of involvement they have with the club. I know one of the things that you wrote in your article was about the club publishing a video during COVID for Mark's birthday. Yeah, so this is obviously when we're all in lockdown and uh, he turned 30 during the, the first lockdown and you can see this video, there's 28 different members. Obviously, that, that took a lot of organising and you can see the different back gardens as well. You know, some of them look like they've got palatial houses and they're hitting their tennis balls to their, their friends and some of them are in qu- quite small houses. So you can see the mixture of, so of social strata in Tremor and all of them wishing Mark a, a happy birthday. And again, that just shows how, how popular it was. And another thing we found out was that he was going to set up this new paddle tennis club and the, the woman he recruited to be a co-director on that, Louise Grubb, is a renowned entrepreneur, you know, a Waterford Businesswoman of the Year. She's on the National Young Entrepreneurs Awards panel and she was a co-director of his new endeavour, this Tennis Paddle Ireland uh, business, for the first three months and uh, a source close to her. She was also on one of those wine and tennis tours. She resigned after three months, but a source close to her told me that was she was only ever there to kind of help him get on its feet and get through the whole administrative procedures and setting up a new business. So that just showed, I suppose, he had an eye for people who could help him as well you know, in the business world. So that's the context. They were movers and shakers in, in the tennis world, if we can say that. Take me then to the AGM in March of this year, which has been described as chaotic. Yeah, so leading up to this, I suppose, what was causing tension in the community was the fact that Jeremy Coyle, Mark's partner, had been let go or had left his job in Tremor Tennis Club. And rumours got around that he, there was a non-disclosure agreement and that the club had to pay out a substantial sum of money. I've been able to establish that it was around €10,000. 
And what led to it was there was basically three administrative staff, including Jeremy Coyle. Two of them made complaints about the level of his work and also that he was failing to follow a certain protocol required by Tennis Ireland while dealing with members. He denied any wrongdoing. The settlement was made, a non-disclosure agreement signed. But what happened, I suppose, is that this loyal following and many supporters for both Mark and Jeremy thought this was people maybe attacking Jeremy to get at Mark. There was tension over allocation of court time. Um, on the administrative side, you know, for different coaches who would get the, the new people coming in, who would get the court time when it's busy. It happens everywhere. Exactly, it happens in every club. But th- these things festered, I suppose. But running up to the AGM then, there was motions and draft motions going around town that were, I've read them and they're, they're clearly critical of the staff members that made the complaint and the committee that authorised the non-disclosure agreement and the payment, implying that they brought the club into disrepute, that they treated Jeremy Coyle wrongly. And this all... I suppose people on the side of those two staff members, they couldn't believe that their friends, their long-time acquaintances, their neighbours were signing as co-sponsors of these motions, you know, that, which were strongly critical of these staff members, saying that they'd made false allegations against Jeremy Coyle. This all exploded at the AGM. One person there told me there was a, a palpable sense of hatred in the room, <laughs> that it, was, it wasn't an AGM, it was chaos. It was like an angry mob, another person told me. So it was extremely heated. The, the two staff members that had made the complaints both resigned because the committee that had been there previously, they basically all left and a new committee came in which were very friendly and supportive to Jeremy and Mark. And they felt some of them had been had co-signed some of these motions which you know basically accused the staff of making false allegations. And they felt, well, how is our position tenable now? We have to resign. They don't support us. We thought we were doing our job and alerting people to things that we thought were wrong. And now, you know, we've been told we've done something wrong and we have, how can we stay and work under this committee? So part of this then, there was talk or questions about a transfer of a thousand euro to Jeremy Coyle. Yeah, so the treasurer at the time stood up and said that there'd been an unauthorised transfer out of the club's accounts. Another former committee member stood up to some applause and said, no, that's a, that's an authorised bonus paid to Jeremy for, for the work that he'd done. Again, showing the divide. So there's a real strong tsunami maybe coming from a lot of the club members, you know, that that feeling that Jeremy had been wronged, you know, there's an injustice done here, that the NDA had been pushed on Jeremy by the the committee. And it was said by the committee, no, the the NDA was requested by Jeremy's side and we agreed to to sign that. So I suppose when you have that non-disclosure agreement and and sides are bound not to talk, rumours and gossip spreads, you know, and so that... And that's a big part of this, isn't it? It is, that yeah. Obviously, we're not going to get into the rumour and gossip element of it, but what seemed to exercise people so much was that there was all sorts of stories circulating around the club and around the town. Yeah, yeah. And on the back of this, I suppose, there had been concerns over the years about Mark White's claimed uh, Tennis Australia qualifications and there were members of the club one member of the club I heard she was told that a visiting uh, team who was in Tremor for a, a, a tournament was asked by a supporter of Jeremy and Mark have you got any dirt on this person you know we're compiling a file on this person because they're out to get uh, Mark and Jeremy so this is the kind of level of intrigue that was going on and and the person that they were trying to get, compile the file on they were concerned about Mark, Mark White's qualifications and I suppose in light of the of the AGM, the, you know this bitter, bitter AGM, uh, people in Tremor said, well, "Look, what what is the story? Of, why is Mark delayed giving us details of his qualifications from Tennis Australia for so long? He had told people that there was issues with his former club, and they were delaying transferring records. He'd been there at this stage eight years, and this is where 
all of a sudden Tennis Australia intervene? Yeah, so everything was not as it seems, apparently. So tell me about Mark White's backstory in Australia versus perhaps the reality that we now know. Yeah, so like Tennis Australia, they organised the Australian Open. They're the governing body for tennis in Australia. Tom Larner, the chief tennis officer, he writes to Kevin Quinn, the newly appointed just in March, former Leinster rugby executive, the CEO of Tennis Ireland, saying, Kevin, Tennis Australia has been advised that Mark Emmett White is operating as a tennis coach in Tremor Tennis Club and has stated he holds Tennis Australia coach qualifications. Tennis Australia has checked its records and confirmed Mark Emmett White does not hold and has never held recognised tennis Australia coach qualifications. Tennis Australia does not endorse Mark Emmett White in any way. We understand Mark Emmett White may be gaining a financial advantage on the basis of these false claims and there are also broader concerns about his conduct. Yes, tell me about those broader concerns. Who Mark Emmett White had worked for in Australia was a club called Elsternwick Park Tennis Centre in Melbourne in Victoria. They had, uh, through uh, Christine Owen, uh, their co-founder and co-owner, written to Tremor Tennis Club in 2017 alerting them to the fact that Mark had a conviction for theft from them in 2017, but she'd got no response. But she was contacted again this March and asked about this, and people were able to confirm, and I was able to confirm, that what she was claiming was true. The Victorian uh, Magistrates Court confirmed to me that in January 2015, Mark White was convicted of theft and was ordered to pay some 17000 Australian dollars in compensation to Christine Owens Tennis Club, Elsternwick Park Tennis Club. And Christine Owens was very hurt by this. She said that she had treated him like a son. Yeah, she said that you know he was a long way from home. He was in his early 20s. Uh, he needed a mother figure. We entrusted Mark in managing the centre and this was the biggest mistake of my life. She said that he, he manipulated the books to cover up this theft and that it really undermined the, the financial strength of their of their whole tennis centre, you know, where they've they've some twelve hundred clients, a huge tennis centre. And they they made accusations that it was much more than that, that had been in court that had gone missing. We I obviously I contacted Mark last week and the whole thing about this was, you know, how had Mark White been able to coach in, in Ireland since twenty fifteen when Tennis Australia was saying he'd no coaching badges and when he had a conviction for theft from a tennis club. Now, we asked Mark White about this. I, I rang him up. He said, you have to talk to my solicitor and he hung up. So I got in contact with the solicitor, Sean Ormond. He issued me a statement saying that the, the big question I had for him was, did you declare this conviction in your guard vetting? Because anyone that's doing coaching, coaching with kids, coaching with anyone, you have to be guard vetted. He didn't answer that question. That's part of an ongoing Tennis Ireland investigation. Since last year, or since 2021, he has had a level one, the very lowest level out of four levels in uh, Tennis Ireland coaching qualifications. Mark White got a uh, Tennis Ireland coaching a level one qualification in 2021. And he started then after that coaching t- Tennis Ireland junior squad. So that he's been suspended from that role since the emergence of this uh, conviction in the last few weeks. But he didn't answer the question about whether he declared the the conviction. Now, he does, through his uh, solicitor, he did maintain that he's never misrepresented his qualifications. He didn't specify what those qualifications were that he had, but he said this will all be sorted out. Basically, he maintains he hasn't misled anyone. He admits that he does have a conviction in Australia in 2015, but said that he had maintained his innocence for two years, denies that he stole from the tennis club and said he only pleaded guilty to get his passport back so he could leave the country. Like he was ordered to pay $17,000 back to Elster Tennis Club but the club said they haven't received a cent of that so they're 
bamboozled and you know perturbed that he's been able to I suppose work successfully in a tennis club when they feel you know that you know, he has conviction for robbing them and he hasn't repaid a cent of that money. So the AGM was March. We're now into June, three months on, really. Where is all this at now? So there's an ongoing Tennis Ireland investigation into Mark White's background and whether he has falsely declared his qualifications and whether his guard of vetting is correct or not. Some people I spoke to, you know, who'd be supportive of Mark and Jeremy say that the new committee have come on and they're very good. They're very happy that they'll be able to move on from the controversies in the past. He's, he's suspended as a coach on Tennis Ireland duties pending the outcome of the Tennis Ireland investigation. There's legal letters flying left, right and centre in Tremor. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, strangely enough, I thought Sean Ormond, the solicitor for Mark and, and Jeremy, who got the payout previously, is also now the solicitor for Tremor Tennis Club. Some of the people who feel aggrieved and that they've been defamed or harassed by what happened at the AGM or the run-up have written legal letters in the Tremor Tennis Club and got letters back from Sean Ormond saying, no way, and if you try and take a case against us, we'll look, see costs against you. When I was ringing some of the committee members, some of them were very perturbed that I'd even got their phone numbers and they issued a notice to their, their members at the weekend saying they were going to report this to the Gardaí and the Data Protection Commissioner. That's a serious breach of GDPR that a journalist would be given phone numbers of committee members. Well, that's what I want to ask you about because I... Um, so, this story that you wrote uh, on Sunday in the Sunday Independent prompted a complaint to Gardy, but it was effectively a complaint about you and how you accessed the contacts to, to do due diligence on the story, yeah. essentially. Which is kind of bizarre because people who don't understand how journalism works is we spend all day getting phone numbers and they're not the hardest thing to get in this day and age, let's be honest. Yeah, like the committee names are all up on the website. And obviously, like, I wanted to speak to as many people as possible about the story, get both sides, get all the sides. So, you know, I did speak to many members. I said, who can I speak to? I rang the club. There was a new admin. I've just been hired to replace the the, the staff who'd resigned. You know, um, I would say I, they were delighted to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. they, I left messages, so I wasn't getting any contacts back from the club. And, I, you know, I wanted to get a statement from them. I spoke to members, some of them who were happy to you know, talk to X, talk to Y, they're on the committee. But yeah, I was I was really shocked by the aggressiveness maybe or the, like it, it the confrontation. Speaks, yeah. It speaks perhaps to a sense of paranoia around all of this. That yeah. The initial thought is there has been some sort of a GDPR breach here because a guy has been able to get some phone numbers. It does. It speaks to like, I suppose, a lot of people that are complaining about what's happened to them who support those who made the staff who made the complaint. They are sending in subject access requests using GDPR. So there's GDPR has been thrown around left, right and center. They're looking for records back from the club. And then now when members are getting called, they're saying, I'm going to talk to my solicitor. This is a breach of my GDPR rights. They said they're going to complain to the guards and data protection commissioner. Obviously, Maybe the the focus will look on people who are alleged to have given me phone numbers. It's so far down. The, I can imagine the local Garda in Tremor getting a complaint about this. Like, on lads, <laughs> we've more to be doing than who gave Mark Ty a phone number. But yeah, I suppose it goes to show the level of animosity and how sensitive people are. A lot of lawyers have been engaged over this. I, I would not be surprised if we see legal action in the courts, people, people suing for defamation or people suing for breach of their GDPR rights. So... And obviously, we have an ongoing Tennis Ireland investigation into like how Mark White was hired when he had this conviction and what his actual coaching qualifications are. I think there's a lot of a lot of information, a lot of questions still to be answered, both by Tremor Tennis Club and also I think Tennis Ireland maybe have to kind of explain where their oversight starts and ends on these kind of cases. And Mark Tye, thank you. And maybe we'll revisit that in the months ahead when the outcomes of that investigation become a little bit more clear. Thanks, Evan. My thanks to Mark Ty for joining me today. 
I'm Kevin Doyle and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Neve McGovern, with sound by Niall McMonagall. If you enjoy the Indo-Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. You can find more of our journalism on independent.ie.